0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. This year, my daughter started school. It brings back a lot of memories, some good, some not so good. It's a time of new beginnings, new people, new friends. And friendships, as we all know, can be complicated, even for five year olds. The one thing I want more than anything is my daughter to have strong and healthy friendships. But how do you teach them to foster those? Dana Kerford is the founder of You Are Strong, an organization that has worked in over 300 schools around the world, teaching boys and girls how to put a voice to their feelings, create healthy friendships, and build a solid foundation for future relationships. Hi, Dana. How are you?
1: Hi, good. How are you? Good,
0: thank you. So I was really surprised at how complex primary school friendships can be. Yep.
1: Is it just my daughter's school? Oh, so common. And isn't it the truth that we spend the first, you know, five years trying to teach our children to be nice and to share. <laughs> and then they get to school and we're trying to now teach them how to stand up for themselves. Um, very common. You know, they're moving into a whole new social dynamic. that um, One that is new for them that they've never experienced before. So, yeah, they're starting with those basic interpersonal skills like sharing and fairness and, and taking turns. Um, But of course, there's that next level um, when they start to encounter conflict with their friends, and those friendships start to get a little bit trickier.
0: And um, I find that especially challenging with my daughter who's five, because bless her soul, I don't know how much of what she tells me is true and and what isn't because one minute she could tell me that such and sh- such was mean and they were doing this and that and the other, and then I can see them playing. And I'm always at a loss for words on how to tell her to negotiate that situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you recommend we talk to them?
1: Yeah, I think the the first really important thing you need to explain to children is um, friendship fact number one, we call it, no friendship or relationship is perfect. Children don't actually know that naturally. And that's why you'll see little children anytime they encounter conflict with their friend on the playground or in the classroom, their first reaction is, you're not my friend anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and they run away. They're so uncomfortable with conflict. So we need to let children know that conflict is a normal part of a friendship. It's a normal part of a relationship and you can survive it so in our program we call it a friendship fire so we tell children friendship fires are normal we all experience those and we give them all sorts of strategies to put the fire out so that they're not possibly doing things that are actually going to make the fire bigger
0: i'm not sure if you've come across this but when my kid well my son's 3 my daughter's 5 when she was at my son's age what the first thing she was taught in daycare was to say stop i don't like it Right. So when she says that something's happened to her at school, I'll say, did you yes. say stuff yes. I don't like it? And then she'll say, yes, I did. Yeah. And I said, and they didn't stop. And then I'm like... <laughs>
1: Well, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm out of ideas. That's it.
0: That's it. I'm not, I don't know what else to do. I, Ask your teacher. Yeah, that's right. Um,
1: so so how do you How
0: do you move through that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, so
1: I, I mean, I, I definitely get uh, where that's coming from, that teaching children to say stop, I don't like it. So one of the things that, you know, it's a really big part of our program is we define conflict in two categories. Normal conflict that we call a friendship fire versus mean-on-purpose behavior. We don't actually introduce the concept of mean-on-purpose until year three. Because up until that point, children will call everything mean-on-purpose. And so for the mean-on-purpose stuff, we do teach them a quick comeback. Stop it. I don't like that. That that would be a quick comeback. Um, prior to year three, we want to just focus on those friendship fires, how to put them out. So we teach children to retell the situation to their friend. So we're really teaching them how to have open, honest conversations with their friend. So they retell what happened and then they explain how it made them feel. We also teach the other side of the conversation. So how do we react to that? To actually put the fire out because what we see happen um, later down the road when they enter into tweenhood is they sometimes, if they don't know how to have a positive reaction, have one of those negative reactions. No, I didn't. What are you talking about? They get mad at their friend or they lie about it. Um, so working with the little ones on those positive reactions, what does that look like, sound like, feel like? So their go-to positive reaction, which is super adorable, is they say, Sorry. Best Friends, with a great big <laughs> smile on their face. Yeah. Um, so we talk about that that might just put the fire out just a little bit. What else could we say that would put the fire all the way out? Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry that I made you feel that way. How about we try your way next time and we don't always do it my way? that idea and so role playing with them on those things so that they get really comfortable with it.
0: It's interesting you say role playing and maybe it's just my children who um, do things that I don't like, Uh, but it sounds like something that we could potentially role model at home as parents.
1: You know what? One of the best ways with little kids especially is through their characters, pull out their favorite stuffy or whatever it is that they're into at the moment Minecraft creeper or Pokemon or you know fidget spinner depending on the day but pull out those characters and use those to reenact some of the situations that you are witnessing at school or they've told you about and get them to practice um, through their characters sometimes that's a little more comfortable for them
0: I was um, meaning me to them. <laughs>
1: oh yes, meaning you have friendship fires with oh, them yes, too. I think I do. Absolutely, <laughs> sounds pretty. Tell me, I'm not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. Sounds pretty normal, right? I said no friendship or relationship. Relationship fire. It's perfect. Yes. Right. Oh, I that is. I'm going straight home and using <laughs> that fire situation. <laughs> well, you'll find it. Le- the analogy lends itself in so to so many situations, and often I'll say to children when we're bringing. Brainstorming or talking about or working their way through um, a conflict, I'll ask them, "Do you think that's going to make the fire bigger or smaller?" They're really, really good at knowing what's going to make it bigger. So saying that to your child and talking them them through it. The other piece I'll say is I. I see parents sometimes feeling really uncomfortable watching their children struggle, watching them in these conflicts, and man, it's the worst. We want to protect our kids, and our hearts break, and we ride that roller coaster with them. So my advice really to parents is that That is when the most meaningful learning takes place. As much as we want to protect them from those struggles, we can really give them some solid skills that are not only going to apply to their other friendships, but to, again, ultimately all their relationships in their lives. So seeing it as a positive as an opportunity to really teach your child about social boundaries. Teaching your child the importance of surrounding themselves with people who treat them with respect and make them feel good. One of the other things we talk about is the friendometer. So, the friendometer is just a visual tool that we use that helps kids start to think about the difference between those healthy and unhealthy friendships. So, um, talking to your children in that way, what is a healthy friendship? I mean, we compare it to food. So, healthy food, fruits and vegetables and water and milk. What's the point of that? Well, it lifts us up, it makes us stronger, it feels good, gives our body what our body needs. Healthy friendships are like that too. You know, they feel good and they give us what we need. Unhealthy friendships are kind of like unhealthy food. After a while, we start to feel really bad. And so just talking to your children in that way and noticing, wow, I noticed when you hang out with Henry, things seem to go really well. You guys really seem to click. But I notice when you hang out with Josie, things don't seem to go so well. So having those really open, honest conversations with your kids, I think is important so that they start to think in that way as well and start to, you know, create those boundaries in their lives.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Dana Kerford. She's a founder of You Are Strong, and we're talking about how um, we want our kids to have healthy and strong friendships and how we can maybe facilitate that a little bit. Dana, you were just talking then about the analogy that, Friendships are like food and you eat good food, it makes you feel good. I love that. But I think if there's one thing that terrifies parents or I know it scares me is the idea that your child might repeat mistakes that you made as a kid in terms of toxic friendships. Now, I don't remember having any in primary school, but high school, oh boy, Mm -hmm. you know. So are you trying to, in some ways with the little ones, lay the foundation so they've got that strength in high school?
1: 100%. That's exactly what it's all about because the reality is if they don't learn these skills now, with their most intimate relationships now, which are with their friends, then what do they do when they're 16 years old and in a romantic relationship, for example? We need children starting at a young age asking themselves, is this friendship, is this relationship good for me? Am I being treated with respect So that, you know, your son or daughter are not doing that for the first time in high school and just starting to carve out those skills. So, absolutely, we want to try to learn from our mistakes. I mean, when we were little, we were told, you need to be friends with everyone. Right? Nice to everybody, friends with everyone. And actually, within the school system, that was a really big part of it. You need to say yes and be inclusive. I will tell you, I am not that teacher. I'm not the teacher that believes that you need to say yes to everyone. I think it's very important for children to learn how to say no. And that comes from self-respect and the importance of self-worth and, and the acknowledgement that we don't always click with everyone and that's okay. So we teach kids about the difference between friendly and friendship. You need to be friendly to everyone. You need to be kind to everyone because you're a good person. But you don't necessarily have to have a relationship with everyone. Sounds like something lots of adults need yes. to learn. I mean it does feel like I didn't
0: get that until I was in my twenties. Totally. Is that about education or is it part of this about development as well? I mean we can put these things in place with the best of intentions, but yeah. as parents, do we kind of need to steal ourselves that steal ourselves for the time that our child might make a decision that's not so great for them in their
1: friendships? Absolutely. They're totally going to do that. It's <laughs> <No>! going, <laughs> I know, it's going to happen. Yeah. They're going to be in friendships that we know are very unhealthy for them and we can see it. Um, and we're going to coach them from the sidelines and we're going to be their number one fan and we're going to give them lots of tips and strategies. But ultimately, they need to figure that out on their own. And they will actually never figure that out if they don't have some unhealthy friendships along the way so they're learning it will happen um we just want to make those mental notes as we see them just like a coach so thinking of yourself like a friendship coach that a coach doesn't go out and play the game for the players the coach makes notes on things some of the things they need to work on calls the team in gives them tips and sends them out again so just noting some of the areas that you think your child could improve upon, um, and then talking to them about that at the end of the day, and giving them a couple of challenges, and reminding them that they are worth it, and they deserve to be treated with love and respect by all the people in their lives. So setting that expectation high for them. So the idea of, of, of quality over quantity, we want our children to have quality, healthy friendships in their lives. You mentioned earlier that you do see parents kind of
0: struggling with their kids, struggling in those situations. And I take it from what you were just saying then, if you're in a room, and this is where I get uncomfortable, where your child might be having a disagreement, let's say.
1: A friendship fire. A a friendship fire. (laughs) There you go.
0: You know, a friend of a friend told me this story. Only this weekend, there's a friendship fire and um, my instinct was to um, tell her, she'd say her, I've just completely put myself in it. Let's just say it was my daughter. She'd (laughs) taken something off a guest, off a little friend, and the little friend got upset. And I was saying, come on now, you know, she was playing with it. Can you give it back? That's my immediate instinct. Yes. Are you saying in that situation, the best thing I can do is step back and let them deal with it themselves?
1: Yes. So I actually, yes, Yes. and it's hard. Um, hard. I actually recently wrote a blog called When to Step In and When to Step Back Um, because we do have an instinct to step in. We, We want it. I mean, it's easier for us to just jump in and solve the problem and, you know, give that child that candy and that child that candy and away we go and everything's happy and great. But our kids don't learn skills. Um, if we're always jumping in and solving the problems for them. So yeah, just, you know, standing back like a coach, keeping an eye on things. If it crosses the line where you do believe you need to intervene and hop in and give them a little hand, give them a couple of suggestions for maybe putting out that fire in a way that respects one and both of them, um, do that. But give them a chance, first of all. And then, and if you, I mean, you might find that they they do deal with it on their own. And um, if they don't, that's mm, okay too, right? Because yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. That's it. And the other thing, I mean, timing is important. We know that for ourselves with our own friendship fires. Sometimes our own friendship fires cannot be put out immediately. We need time. We need space. The other person maybe needs time or space to think about it. Um, sometimes with children, we, we want to immediately put out that fire and everything to be happy, but they're not there yet. You know, so we really just, our, our job is to um, be there to support them, coach them along, give them tips and strategies, help them put those fires out, and give them lots of chance to practice. Good, because I think they're going to get it. <laughs> Dana, thank you so much for your
0: time today. Thanks for having me. That was Dana Kerford from You Are Strong. And if you'd like to check out the resources that You Are Strong provide from workshops, or you'd like a friendship expert to visit your school, head along to our website, kiddling.com.au for all the details.